Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,263. Today we're going to be talking with an expert in the auto insurance industry who shares some interesting facts with you. Auto insurance is one of those things that we all need to have. They give us some assurance that things are going to be taken care of should something disastrous happen. But there's some interesting information that we'll share today that should enlighten you about insurance and the state of things today. So buckle up and be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Edison, New Jersey, with a very special guest, a specialist really in her trade, by the name of Divya Sangameshwar. Divya, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, I am. I am ready to release the clutch. All right, we're going to have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your world of insurance, which is one of those necessary things that we all need in our lives and we have special cars or any kind of car for that matter. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? Uh, hi, my name is Divya and here's one thing that most people don't know about me. I learned to drive in a small little country called Singapore and we drive on the left-hand side of the road. So driving in America is always been challenging for me because I feel like I'm driving upside down. <laughs> yeah. But it's getting better now. You know, I understand. My listeners know I just returned from India. And in India, of course, they drive on the left-hand side of the road. And when you add that to driving around in Mumbai, which was the most insane city I have ever been in when it comes to traffic, I think I'm still having some nightmares from that trip and just the controlled chaos that I saw. But I'll tell you something, how India just works on the roads. And I would not want to be an insurance person in India because... There must be claims, thousands every day. However, they seem to make it work somehow, right? Yes, they do. I mean, my family's from India. In fact, my parents grew up in Mumbai, and my dad learned to drive in Mumbai. Oh, my gosh. He does say one thing, though. He says driving in Mumbai isn't as bad as driving in New York City. <laughs> so take what you will from that. Well, I've driven in New York City. I'm going to have to disagree with him a little bit. However, you know, at least in, in New York City, you don't have the occasional cow walking down the road uh, that you have to drive that around. That is true. Or monkeys junk, jumping on the roof of your car, which I saw. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe different things, crazy people jumping on the top of your car and so forth. But uh, yeah, a very interesting. Well, yeah, that switch from the left to the right is a difficult thing to adjust to for sure. So if you can drive in Mumbai, you can drive anywhere is my, or New York City for that matter, uh, because everywhere else seems like a, a walk in the park. So very cool. Well, let's get into your world. Divya Sangameshwar is the insurance expert and spokesperson at Value Penguin by LendingTree and has been sharing industry statistics about her insurance since 2014. Her work has been featured on USA Today, CNBC, MarketWatch, MSN, Yahoo, Consumer Reports, Consumer Affairs, and several other media outlets, and now on Cars yeah, around the country. Today, she'll share her state of auto insurance report and more about the automotive insurance industry in the new year that will affect all of us for sure. Divi is passionate about helping Americans understand their insurance and its impact on their finances. 
the wallet. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little listen and we'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324 and protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the U.S. are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young men and women to consider these viable career paths. Cars yeah knows that women make great techs. I've interviewed a lot of them, so we support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Tech Rocks initiative to ensure women see themselves in this profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. So let's uh, first start. I want you to share with my listeners before we get into some of the details here about the state of insurance in 2023. Lending Tree and Value Penguin. Can you tell us a little bit about the relationship between the two, what these companies are all about? Um, Of course. So Lending Tree is pretty well known, I think, within the finance world for being one of the first comparison platforms for people to shop for mortgages. So how it works is LendingTree will make banks compete for your business so that you get the best interest rates and uh, LendingTree wins because you're sending banks customers. Value Penguin was founded independently as a website that was designed to help people compare insurance. Uh, we started with health insurance way back in 2013 when the Affordable Care Act passed and healthcare.gov crashed. My founders actually set up an alternative platform for people to compare their health insurance plans because it was something they felt very passionate about. Insurance is very difficult to understand and people need places where they can go visit, look for information that is independent of, you know, opaque documents sent over by insurance companies. And that's how I got my start in insurance as an immigrant who was completely new to insurance. I joined this company 
purely to understand how to buy insurance. And I've become very passionate about telling people how insurance works and how they can advocate for themselves and save money. Well, it's wonderful that these services exist and you think about a site like Kayak for Travel um, or some of the many others that help us kind of see through the weeds here. I tell you, you while I was in India, I turned 65, which is a mile marker age. Uh, I guess I'm officially old by statistics of the the government. I don't feel old, but they tell me I am. And I went on this thing called Medicare, which uh, was very confusing to start with. And then I had to buy supplemental insurance because lo and behold, the government isn't going to take care of me like I thought they were. I'm not that surprised though. So I had to go find this supplemental insurance and I ended up hiring a broker who helped me navigate through it. And it was, it's still a little bit confusing to me. So I'm, I'm very happy that Value Penguin exists. And for car insurance, this is a necessary, I, I call it a necessary evil. And I know that's not a great word. You probably are cringing at that word, but it really is one of these things that you must have if you want to protect yourself. Now we know there's a lot of people out there that don't have it. And that's very frustrating for those of us who are hit by those or, uh, damaged by those. But I want to talk on a couple topics of this study that you did that was enlightening to me. And the first one of them is that auto insurance premiums are expected to increase this year by 8%, maybe more. Can you talk a little bit about, is that really true? I mean, I can tell you, I think it is because my rates went up. And also why? What causes this? Because this is the highest rate increase, according to your study, since 2017. Yes. And yes, insurers, that is auto insurance companies, are planning to raise rates by an average of 8.4% in 2023. And you will see those rates go up when you get your auto insurance renewals in the mail. And yes, they are raising rates. That's not imaginary. We actually did this study with as neutral a driver as we could come up with, for example. This is a 30-year-old guy driving a Honda with good credit and no negative driving record. So this would be almost like the baseline customer for auto insurance, and they're raising rates on that person, which means your everyday regular driver with little things that's going to impact their rates, they're probably going to see their rates go up a little more than 8.4%. That's a big increase, right? I mean, that's a big increase, yeah. It is a big increase, and it can come as a bit of a sticker shock to people because We've seen several years of auto insurance rate increases of, you know, hovering around 1% or 2%, sometimes less than 1%. In fact, in 2021, after the pandemic um, and people not driving, rates decreased by 2%. And people had pandemic-era discounts and things like that. So from paying less for insurance to paying 8 to 9% more for insurance can come as a shock for many. It's not the end of the day, though. You don't have to take the renewed plan. You can always shop around and try to save for save money on your insurance. Well, that's something I want to touch on because I think for years, insurance companies convinced us that staying with your insurance company ensured that you create maybe just a loyalty type legacy issue. And and I learned years ago that uh, that maybe isn't isn't so true. And I think a lot of people have learned that, well, maybe my insurance company 
doesn't really care that much about me. I mean, they raise my rates and I've been good, no accidents, uh, no, no claims. And all of a sudden they keep raising my rates and they can't really tell me why. So when you think about this, one thing you touched on is shop around and using your services as a good example. Is that something you always advise people to do every single year is to go out and shop? Because this loyalty concept, I, I think has been a bit debunked. Yeah, it has been thoroughly debunked. And here's the thing, for people who are wondering why their insurance company is raising rates, it's probably not your fault. Uh, rates are increased because of claims, the cost of claims, and the volume of claims. So when cars are getting more expensive to repair after after accidents, so that means the cost of claims are going up. And there's a higher volume of claims because more people are driving again after the pandemic. and it's a lot more people. We're almost back to pre-pandemic normal. If not, we're already back to pre-pandemic normal. So you have a, a higher rate of accidents and you have more expensive claims due to, you know, supply chain shortages, inflation, uh, labor shortages. I mean, you can talk to a car uh, repair shop and they'll probably sing the same story that I'm telling you right now. It's difficult for them. It's difficult for every one of us. And those costs get passed on to the insurance company and they will adjust their rates in the coming year based off of how much money they spent in the past year. Exactly. Yeah. So you're playing an averages game. So you can be as good as you want to exactly. be, but there's all these other factors around you. It's like the bad kid in the classroom makes it bad for everybody. Uh, it certainly happens. <laughs> the, the other thing you mentioned in this report is that there are different rates in different states. Now, I have family members that just moved to Arizona and I see in your report that their rate hikes could be going up by 15, 16%. What's going on in Arizona? So you actually brought a really good point earlier on about how we really don't know why insurance companies raise rates. I think that it's not that we don't know why. It's just that we cannot pinpoint exact reasons why because their calculations are pretty opaque. There are several reasons why premiums may, may be going up so much more in some states. Uh, when compared to others, Arizona, for example, they may have had a higher volume of claims. Uh, they may have had some bad weather, which meant a lot of cars were totaled. They may have had an increase in crime, which means they're seen as higher risk, or there are just fewer insurance companies in there and they don't face as much competition or pressure to keep their prices low. These are purely speculative. I cannot give you more detail, but, uh, this is my opinion as someone in the industry for why Premiums are increasing more in some states than compared to other states. There could also be a legislative reason. Well, you, I was just going to say that. I live in Washington state, and our insurance went up last year because of legislation done by our illustrious governor. governor. <laughs> I say that with tongue-in-cheek. Uh, down there in Olympia, that caused a situation which makes it difficult for insurance companies to separate better drivers from worse drivers. He was trying to level the playing field, but all it did was increase the rates of those of us who are good drivers and don't have claims. And so there you go. Um, and our insurance company basically said, nothing we can do about it. They created a law and now we're stuck with it. So again, the state you live in and who you vote for could have a reflection on how much, well, it, all, it does have a reflection on how much things cost. And then you added crime into the factor, which we've seen huge upticks in crime across the country in many cities. And so all those things combined kind of put those of us who are behaving in the short seat. Exactly. So coming back to shopping around, and the reason why I recommend it is you get the renewal document in the mail. And sometimes with insurance, we don't really want to think about it because 
let's be honest, insurance isn't as much of a necessary evil as, as it forces you to think of unpleasant things. Mm-hmm. So you only take out your insurance when you've had a, a, an accident or someone dinged up your car or, you know, with home, like something terrible happened and a window got, a, you know, a wind blew a branch into your roof and the roof collapsed. Like these are some of the unpleasant reasons why people need insurance. So I think as human beings, we don't want to think about the negative, but with auto insurance in particular, it's really important for you to review your coverage and your policies every year. And please shop around. There is no such thing as loyalty discounts. You're not going to get a discount because you were with Geico for 25 years. I mean, right. yeah. they will keep their, they may keep their rates low, but there is no advertise on insurance that says, stay with us for 20 years and we'll give you a discount. <laughs> They're always encouraging you to shop around and say, you can talk to us and we'll help you save $600 or 15% or, you know, whatever the tagline says. And, it's a good thing to shop around. We've done research into this and, you know, majority of Americans don't shop around, but those who did, 95% of them said they saved some money on their insurance. Yeah, it's really important. It's like anything. Another thing which seems very obvious, but the statistics that you discovered seem extremely high. And that is, as you say, do you have the need for speed? Now, listeners to this show are car people. And some of us tend to maybe drive a little faster than we should once in a while. I won't say I did it. Maybe I did, but I won't say I did. And I saw in your report here that some drivers who have traffic violations will see premiums jump as much as 52%. And two of the states that you cited were North Carolina and California, which I kind of chuckle because I'm from California originally. And every time I go there, everybody is going faster than I can even imagine, especially than this state. Our state's very strict on, on speed laws. So obviously, slow down. Don't drive over the speed limit. If you want to drive fast, go to the track and enjoy your car. Uh, but that was that was an incredible number that I saw. I actually wanted to uh, point something out. 52% is not the highest your premiums can increase. That's the average, the average. premium Ooh, increase. Ouch. across. That's the average premium increase across the country if you have some sort of traffic violation. Now, this includes speeding. Um, getting into an at-fault accident or, God forbid, a DUI. Folks, do not drink and drive. It's really not worth it. Um, it's dangerous, and you're going to be taking a financial hit for several years because your premiums will go up by a lot. Yeah. Uh, Uber, Lyft, uh, a friend. Call any of those if you've had more than a couple drinks, maybe even one drink if you're lightweight yeah. uh, like me. So yeah, don't drink and drive for sure. Another interesting thing that I saw in your report was what you call the hidden costs of electric vehicles. Talk about that. So one of the things that we found in our research is that it costs 28% more to insure an electric vehicle as compared to a gas car. So it did not surprise us as people within the industry because we know that electric vehicles are basically computers on four wheels. They have a lot of technology built into them. They have batteries and they just are a lot more expensive to repair even if you get a little bump on them because of all the sensors and technology built into them. But I think when people started buying electric vehicles last year as a way to save money on gas, they didn't think about things like how much it's going to cost for me to buy insurance on it? Or, you know, do I have to pay extra to install a charging portal in my house? So there are a lot of other hidden, like that's why we called it hidden costs. You don't think about that when you're making that buying decision, but 
this is not to say electric vehicles are bad. They are definitely the future of driving in many ways. However, if you're making that decision to buy an electric car, I would say go into that decision with your eyes wide open and you need to know what are other costs involved beyond just getting that car and making your car payment. Absolutely. And of course, another point here is expensive cars to insure, which your report, a couple of things you noted were Porsche Taycan, uh, Tesla Model Y are a bit higher to insure. But I think I think that seems somewhat commonsensical to me. If you buy an expensive car, it's going to be more expensive to insure because if it's damaged, it costs a lot more. Am I on the right track with that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, that's, that's what it is. And the car is more expensive. It costs a lot more to insure. Now, it's really interesting to bring up the Tesla because, you know, one of the things that's been in the news is Tesla's offering discounts. And you may think, oh, does this mean that my Tesla insurance is going to get cheaper? And my answer is not right away. Uh, you know, I made a reference to this earlier in the show, but insurance companies don't set rates, you know, every month. It's done every six months or every year. And they will look at all of the expenses for the year before they decide how they want to set rates for the coming year. So yes, the Tesla Model Y may have gotten cheaper, but if that means more people bought it or more people got into accidents or there were more instances of those cars being totaled due to flooding or people stole those cars more, then they would get rated as higher risk and insurance premiums may stay the same or even increase. So don't expect to get an insurance discount straight away for buying a discounted Tesla. Exactly. Now, you mentioned something earlier as well, and that is your credit score. And for those of us like myself that are a little more mature, we understand credit scores, how they work. And there's even some out there that you say that uh, don't worry about your credit scores, just stay out of debt because it's all something devised by the credit card companies. However, insurance companies do look at that and Help me understand the why in that. I would think it's because if you have a great credit score, you're probably a little more uh, conscientious about how you handle your money and how you handle debt versus somebody who has a very poor credit score. And that does affect your car insurance, right? 100%. Look, uh, it's a huge area of debate, you know, using credit scores as one of the factors to determine risk for a driver because people say, well, it's a credit score, you know, it. It may unfairly hurt people who are uh, struggling financially because those tend to be the people with poor credit scores and it it doesn't really take into account their driving history. So that's one part of the argument. Um, but for insurance company, they don't only look at credit scores, right? Credit score is one piece of a multifaceted puzzle that they build to understand how much risk you pose as a driver. So, you you know, credit score and, you know, it, it shows that you're responsible with your money. So you may be seen to be responsible with your vehicle. And so that's why they look at credit score as one of the factors. But it's not just credit score. It's your driving history. You know, did you get any tickets? Have you not had a single accident for 25 years that you brought up? Uh, what kind of car you drive? Is your car a type of car that's seen as safe? Or is it a car that's associated with speeding like Corvette? how much crime there is in where you park. So if your zip code just happened to be an area where there was a sudden spike in crime, that could also be a factor behind why your rates are increasing. So you cannot just pinpoint on one factor and say, this is exactly why my premiums went up. However, 
if you if we we've done comparisons of rates for the same driver profile just with a different credit score, and we found that people with excellent credit uh, often get charged up to eighty percent less for for auto insurance as someone with compared to someone with poor credit. Ah, yay! So I've done the right thing over all these years. <laughs> Stay out of debt. So if you can. If you can, you know, if you can work on that this year, try to improve your credit, even if you point, like even increasing it from poor to excellent, or you don't have to go to the best, but even if you can increase it one one tier, that itself will help to reduce your insurance premiums. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of the ways that people can help themselves with these increasing prices, because we've, we've seen with inflation that everything's going up. I mean, there's the big thing now is eggs, you know, which, yeah, last time yeah. we went to the store, they were almost twice what they were before, something as simple as an egg. So what are some of the ways people can help keep those costs down for cars? I brought up comparison, you know, comparison shop, and it can be overwhelming. Look, not everyone is comfortable going on a website, putting in their name on a form and, you know, waiting for quotes to generate. So if that's not something you're very comfortable with, you can always call up an insurance agent, someone who's independent, um, and try to ask them about what are the other insurance companies available for me. And they'll be able to help you with that. Well, that's one way. Uh, the second way is to actually just call up your insurance company and ask about discounts. The thing with auto insurance discounts is they're not going to be automatically applied to you. You need to call them and yes. you need to ask about. So you may not get a loyalty discount, but you can get a good driver discount if you've had no accidents for several years. Um, if you have a home policy and an auto policy from the same provider, you can get a bundling discount. Um, or you could look into installing a telematics device in your car. It's a little thing that you can put in your dashboard and it will track your driving uh, how fast you're going, are you braking too often? There are several things that attract, and it will use that real-time information to determine how safe a driver you are. And if you've proven yourself to be a very safe driver, you can get discounts for that as well. Lots of different things you can do. Exactly. Yeah. The other part of it too, I have a friend, his uh, daughters are 15. They're about to start driving. And something that we did with our children long ago when they started driving was uh, as soon as they got their learner's permit, we started keeping a log of all the driving they did. And we made sure they did a lot of driving before they turned 16. And I called my insurance company and I said, I'd like to send you something. This is how many miles my daughter per se, it was almost 3,800 miles, has put on the car before she turned 16. And they were, it was surprising. They said, oh my gosh, this, so they gave me a discount for that because she had much more experience than your typical 16 year old who is, goes to a driving school and that's kind of it. Uh, that was something that we did. We also created, I created a contract with my kids, uh, rules of driving and engagement and what would happen to them if they broke those rules. Uh, a serious one would be drinking and driving, of course. And um, that helped us save a little bit with our insurance with those kids. So those are a couple of things I did on my own that kind of worked. Uh, then there's a lot more that you can do, obviously, but it sounds like one of the biggest challenges for most drivers these days is there's a lot out of our control that we just really can't do a lot about, uh, but there are things we can. So do your homework is what I'm hearing you say and um, shop around and check these things out. But I love your concept to also call your company and say, look, I'm thinking about switching. 
how can I get my rates lower? It's the same with I do it with my cell service every year. Lo and behold, they find discounts for me. They, well, how come you didn't call me about exactly. that? Well, they're not going to call you about that. <laughs> they want to charge you as much as they can. So yeah, uh, it's just kind of the way it goes. Well, is there anything that I haven't touched on here today that is important for people to know about to try to take control, better control of these uh, impending increases? I would say read your policy documents. Now, the reason why I bring this up is we just get that insurance that we signed up for 15 years ago. It's got the same limits on it. You know, it's, um, and we just set and forget it. You know, we just hit renew every year. We don't really think about it, but the reality is your car may have gotten older over, over time. So it probably doesn't need full coverage, um, insurance or you feel like there is an increase in bad driving in your area. So you want to increase your liability coverage because you feel a lot of people are not driving with insurance. Um, so the only way you can determine if your insurance coverage is enough is to read your document. Now, I'm going to give you a very specific example. A neighbor of mine, their car was in the shop for three weeks because of some delays in shipping apart and, you know, shortages. So they didn't have the right person to fix their car. And their insurance company only covered them for less than five days for a rental car. Yeah. And this is their primary car. So they were out of pocket for nearly two two weeks for rent for that car rental. And car rentals are among one of many things that have gotten more expensive. Yep. Um mm-hmm. they're more expensive to insure and all of that. And this is New Jersey. We're in the tri state area, so car rentals are quite expensive. And they were really upset that their insurance didn't cover them. And then I, you know, while we're talking about it, I said, well, did you look at your policy? Because your insurance policy will clearly state whether they're going to cover you for a number, specific number of days or for a certain dollar amount. And they looked at it and they said, oh, it's covering <laughs> us for a dollar amount. Yeah. And I said, well, the lesson is now that you know this is a problem next year when your renewal comes up or you're shopping around, you call up and ask the provider, if they can, you know, switch to either have a higher dollar amount protection for things like car rentals or go by specific number of days. So these are just little things that you need to look into. You know, do you need more liability? Like you got into an accident and someone's suing you, but your liability coverage is $50,000, which might be the minimum in your state, but it's, you know, you're worried because you, your net worth is more than 500000 which means, uh, you know, the person who got hurt could, you're at risk. Um, You're at risk financially. So these are things like have have your finances changed since you got your insurance. You should be thinking about that and reviewing your policy and look at more than just your premium. You should be looking at whether your insurance policy is actually helping you. Was your studies based primarily on regular, what I call regular insurance? Because a longtime supporter of Cars Yeah here, in fact, they're a sponsor. American Collectors Insurance is who has insured my collector cars for years. They're associated with my main insurer, which is USAA, which insures my home and my car. And are, is your your reports are they based on non-collectible? Because collector cars insurance is very different. It's agreed value basically. If you have a very valuable collector car, are your your studies basically on what I would call normal car insurance for everyday drivers and so forth? Yes. In fact, to be very specific, we had a sample driver for generating all of our quotes so that we could do an apples to apples comparison uh, between insurance companies. And our sample driver is a 30-year-old man who drives a 2015 Honda Civic EX. 
Mm-hmm. He has good credit and a clean driving record. So this is who this person is. He's driving a very boring, normal car uh, with a very clean driving record, good credit, so that we could just look at the company. So we did not look at classic car insurance because you're right. That functions slightly differently. They're considered slightly higher risk. So, you know, in some cases, they may be a little more expensive to insure. And I feel like classic car you're not they're not meant to be driven on the road every day they're meant to be protected um they're high value so the way classic car insurance works is very different from regular car insurance um i can you know we can talk about it on another show but this is for regular car insurance so this is this affects affects every single american who has a car and has to drive yeah exactly and and i'll remind my regular listeners if you have a classic car or even an exotic car that you don't drive every day to work it's a toy if you will uh really look into collector car insurance you can call my friends at american collectors insurance because they they understand that and uh they understand that people like myself and many listeners who have these cars, they're going to treat them very differently. Uh, they're not going to just drive them to work and leave them in a parking lot. They, they're always locked away in a garage. They're protected. Uh, very different. But for the for all the other cars we have to drive, all the stuff you've in, in uh, shared with us today is extremely valuable. And I, I hope what it will do for you listeners out there is to get you to read your policies, shop around, and you can save some money. Uh, there's lots of ways to do this. You know, before I let you go today, I want to talk a little bit about you and cars. I have a couple of questions for you as you know uh one of them is uh is there a special vehicle in your life well the most special vehicle in my life uh is actually an indian car an ambassador i don't know if you've ever seen one of those they're really old they can be classified as classic because they've stopped making them they're really old and comfortable and i've spent many many happy hours in the back of an ambassador car traveling to visit all of my family in India. So that car has a very special place in my heart. I've tried to drive it, but it's actually very difficult to drive. It's fully manual, steering, everything is manual, and I was not strong enough to change gears on that car. So that car was too strong for me. <laughs> you know, I see it, it's an interesting name because if I've got the vision right and having just returned from India, I believe I saw a few of those. They're actually not as grand as the name might call it you think ambassador is something very huge but they're kind of tiny little cars aren't they well they're 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 just like a mid-sized sedan they're not tiny but they're not big and they don't have bucket seats so you can sit three people in the front next to the driver and Mm -hmm. five people in the back because you know we're small and tiny back in the day um i don't ever remember wearing a seatbelt in one of those but it was the 80s uh, <laughs> it just was a fun time. You know, we, this car will, was was built for dirt roads. I mean, it doesn't look it, but it could handle any kind of road. And usually, you know, when we would take these cars, they were private, private taxis. So the taxi drivers, they would come with their own little kit. And if that car broke down, they would just open it up, do a couple of tweaks, and that car is running again. And I would look at my dad and... And I would ask him, how can we fix it so quickly? And my dad would tell me something like, they're magicians. <laughs> they're magicians. Let's not ask too many questions. <laughs> yeah, they can just do it. Well, they've probably done it over and over. I, I believe I did see some of those vehicles because it was something I had not seen before. And uh, asking our hosts in India, and they would talk about many times they were used as, uh, uh, like you said, 
taxis uh, for cars, people to drive people around in and so forth. So, uh, but cool, cool, interesting fact about their robustness. Now, I'm going to be your car psychologist today. I do this with all my guests. If you were reincarnated as a vehicle, you were actually a vehicle, not what you want to be though, but how you perceive yourself and how you, maybe what kind of professional you are, what would you be and why? Well, if I were to reincarnate as a vehicle, I think I want to reincarnate as a Honda. Now, hear me out. Okay. It sounds boring, but everywhere around me, I see so many people with families driving Hondas. And I'm sure that these are vehicles where people make a lot of happy memories. And mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I, we own a Honda too, a Honda CRV. And we've taken that car on long road trips. We're always singing in them. It's, <laughs> it's a car that makes us feel safe. And so I want to be some a car that brings people happy memories with their family. I like it. I'm uh, sorry. It's disappointing. I, no, you know, no. It's not a Corvette. Or <laughs> it's not <laughs> a at Ferrari, all. But. The most important part of that question is the why. And you, uh, you handled that very well. So I like it. A happy car that brings great memories. How about great reading? Is there a book perhaps you could recommend to our listeners? We love books here at Cars, yeah? Uh, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but if you must read something this year, go read your insurance policy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would bet. Have you ever done any studies on how many people don't read those things? I, I would bet it's probably over 90%. You're probably right. We, but that's a good question. I'm going to try to include that in um, okay. in a future survey. So here's a fun thing. I'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate drive today. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. Don't worry about the cost. You can go driving anywhere in the world, and you could take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. What does that ultimate drive look like for a a worldly lady like you? Actually, um, since I grew up watching a lot of James Bond movies, uh, I want a Rolls Royce, and I want to be driven around in it like one of those uh, villains. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But jokes aside, those cars look very luxurious and they have, you know, they just look luxurious and fancy. And I want to experience that once in my life. And in terms of who I want sitting beside me, I actually want my um, maternal grandfather. He passed when I was eight, but he was a very learned and erudite man. And I would love to sit next to him and talk about, you know, what his life was like as a freedom fighter in India. and you know, growing up uh, in coming up in Mumbai and bringing up my mom and my uncles and just being an amazing person that I didn't get to know as an adult. Nice. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sounds spectacular. So you've taken us on a fun ride, very educational trip today. And I really appreciate you coming on board and sharing some of these insights. Before I let you go, would you share some words of wisdom, advice or inspiration with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, so my only word of wisdom is don't feel disheartened by rising prices, especially when it comes to insurance. Um, and don't feel overwhelmed by what you're seeing in your policy documents. You can and should ask questions and keep asking them for, of your insurance company, of your insurance agent, or even on Google until you find the answers that you're looking for. And always advocate for yourself and ask about discounts and how you can save money on insurance because it can be done. You don't need to look at your insurance and feel, oh man, this is just another bill that I have to pay and it's getting more expensive. There is ways to save. Take a deep breath. We can control the rising cost of things together. 
Take charge. Uh, the words of wisdom for Take sure. Charge. Take charge and you can affect your life positively. How can people learn more about you and your company? Um, absolutely. Just go visit www.valuepenguin.com and you can go and shop around for insurance on our website. The moment you visit it, it's going to ask you what kind of insurance you're looking for and it'll ask you to put in your zip code and it will start to generate quotes for you. There you go, valuepenguin.com. Check them out. Get educated and uh, take charge of uh, all the rising prices we're having, at least with your car insurance. I can't help you with the eggs other than go buy a couple chickens, and that might save you a few bucks. Thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing uh, the many lessons you guys learned with this uh, report that you did. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you maybe in a Rolls Royce down the road. I hope so. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.